That was really beautiful. <laughs> Just had to comment on that. From Matthew 6. Therefore I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink, or about your body or what you will wear. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds of the air. They neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not of more value than they? And can any of you, <laughs> by worrying, add a single hour to your span of life? And why do you worry about clothing? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow, how they toil, nor spin. Yet I tell you, even Solomon, in all his glory, was not clothed like one of these. But if God so clothes the grass of the field, which is alive today and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, will he not much more clothe you, you of little faith? We've talked quite a bit um, in services here about not being attached to outcomes in life. And that reading's really Jesus' version of, you know, don't be attached to what's going to happen. You can't really do anything about it. You're powerless. Um, don't be attached to those outcomes. We talked about the way that, you know, to treat life, you know, the best way to treat life, as the Tai Te Ching says, is to do your work and then step back. That's the way to serenity. And it is, you know, that that reading is one of what what they call the hard readings from the Bible, things like that, and uh, love your enemies, and, you know, know, love those that persecute you. Those readings that seem, you know, impossible to really fulfill. And it's quite a, a radical stance in a world where everybody goes around micromanaging everything, to get the results that they want. The idea being that there are, the idea behind all this is that there are forces at work that are immeasurably wiser than we are. And that if we were to have the patience to wait, as the Tao Te Ching again says, to wait till our mud settles and the water is clear, to remain unmoving till right action arises by itself. If we can do that, if we can wait for right action to arise by itself, then the idea is that the the universe will work through us and our right action. Coupled with the wisdom of the universe, it will enable transformation to unfold in in our troubled world. So the idea is you give yourself to the world, you give yourself to that wisdom that exists in the universe, and you don't have to be too worried about what happens because there is a a wisdom that's greater than ourselves that is really healing the world. That's the theory anyway. And as a a guiding principle, it does lead to serenity. But in the absence of that serenity, most of us are left with our thoughts and our feelings about what happens to us day by day, hour by hour, minute by minute, and second by second. 
And I think one of the steps towards being able to, to not being concerned with the outcomes in life, to be able to follow through what Jesus is talking about there, is to be not attached to our thoughts and feelings that we have all the time. And we, get, we do get terribly attached to them. You know, we always have something going on with us in our lives. You know, you've got something going on with you right now. See if you can work out what it is. You know, what's that thought that, oh God, you know, that, that, that's going round and round. It may, you know, maybe a desire for me just to get on with it. Maybe a, a general unease about something. A worry that you don't know what's going on with you. you know, an anxiety about something that you can't quite locate. Or, or it might just be boredom, wishing you were elsewhere. And, you know, we do that a lot. You know, we wish that we were elsewhere. We want to change our circumstances in some way so that we feel better. So often our actions are designed to do that. The actions that we take in our lives are designed to make us feel better or what we think will be better. The idea is that we don't like the feelings that we're feeling. This goes on a lot. We don't like the feelings that we're feeling, and therefore we want to do something to change those feelings because, you know, we're attached to feeling better. We like the idea of feeling something that's better. And, you know, that is the root of so much dysfunctional behavior. Wanting to feel a different way is the root to so much dysfunctional behavior. Drink drugs, and and so much that goes for addictive behavior is really all about just trying to change the way we feel. You know, people come home from work, and it drinks the way you move on. You know, you come back and you sit down, or whatever it is that you do, and it, it covers so much of what we do. You know, some of us might go out for a run to change how we feel, or go for a hike, or go cook, begin cooking, or have sex, whatever it is. It's often about trying to move us on from where we are. Now, we might do many of those things because we simply want to, and that's fine. But the problem comes when we do those things to try to change the way that we feel. Because I want to suggest that as well as not being attached to the outcomes of our actions and what happens in our lives, the other great path to serenity is not being attached to our feelings. There's that lovely passage in Khalil Gilbran's um, bit on pain. And in the prophet, he says, And could you keep your heart in wonder at the daily miracles of your life? Your pain would not seem less wondrous than your joy. Your pain would not seem less wondrous than your joy. And you would accept the seasons of your heart even as you've always accepted the seasons that pass over the fields, and you would watch with serenity through the winters of your grief. And what he's really saying is if if you're willing to feel what you're feeling, rather than try to feel something else, then you will have that serenity. And it's all being a part of that old spiritual phrase of being here now, being in the present rather than trying to be somewhere else. 
with the thought that, you know, that would be a better place to be. It's really just our minds trying to control the circumstances so that they conform to what the mind thinks is going to be better. It's our minds trying to control the circumstances so that the circumstances conform to what our mind thinks is going to be better. But really, you know, the interesting thing is, why should any particular feeling be better than any other? Each feeling has a reason for being there. And to try to move on from one feeling to another is to miss the meaning of the feeling that we had in the first place. Each feeling does have a value. And we, we give it a, a value. We say, you know, one feeling is better than another. We make a judgment about that feeling. When actually, each feeling has its own particular value. And if we don't appreciate that particular value, we miss the message that it's bringing. We miss the wisdom that was in that feeling. It's trying to tell us something. It's trying to teach us something. And to avoid the feeling is to miss the lesson. Our feelings and our minds work together so quickly that often we miss the fact that what our minds are telling us to do is in fact to escape from what we're feeling. And that feeling actually is probably generated by your mind in the first place. So the whole thing is completely messed up. You know, your mind is generating the feelings and then saying, you don't want that feeling, let's do something to get away from it. And that is the circle that we go through. You might be thinking about something and because of those thoughts, you might become fearful or griefful. So the mind, you know, is generating both the thought and the feeling of fear or grief. And then the mind says, yeah, here's a solution for your feeling that you've got. Go and have a drink or go and do this. And we'll try to move the feeling on. Whereas in reality, it was the mind that started everything in the first place. So what I'm suggesting is, as well as mindfulness, we ought to also be concerned with feeling awareness, being aware of what we're feeling and the tendency to want to change it. Now, I just want to give you a caveat in that I don't think we should continually persist in feelings, uh, unwanted feelings that become a problem to us. You know, it's quite right if you have feelings that become a problem to you to go to the doctor and to take your meds. You know, I think that's a proper course of action. What I am talking about is the unconsciousness that many of us have about moving on too quickly and not seeing the lessons to be learned from our feelings or to rob ourselves from the deep peace that exists from being in the present moment. We know that we like some feelings more than others, but that doesn't make them better feelings. As I said, all feelings have equal value and our role is to be willing to derive that value whether we like the feeling or not. Another caveat, you know, I want to say this is not an excuse to wallow in feelings. You know, we have to be aware of that too. And so we have to be mindful and feeling aware at the same time. You you have to be aware of what you're thinking, but also aware of, of what your feelings are doing at the same time. And that is what it means to be in the present moment. And the result of that is serenity. To be in your body and aware of your mind, while not being carried away by either. Noticing what your mind is doing, and noticing what your body's doing, without either grasping or pushing away. And I find, you know, that whole area of feeling awareness 
is really transformatory. And as you go through your day, so often you just don't like what you're feeling and you want to change it. And to actually not change it takes you into another place and takes you into a place of transformation. You get a feeling and rather than trying to push it away, you stay with it. You see you see the feeling for what it is, not better or worse than other feelings, although it might be more or less than other feelings. You might like it more or less, but it's not, it doesn't have any more or less value. Just stay with it rather than wanting to change it. And to do that, you ask yourself, you know, could I give up wanting to change this feeling? No, the way you do it is you ask yourself, could I wanting to change it? Could I give up wanting to change this feeling? And often, you know, you can't. It's difficult to give up wanting to change your feeling. And so you've really got to, you know, you've got to take it a bit deeper and you say, in theory, could I give up wanting to change this feeling? You, you, you do it in theory. And if you can get a yes to that, you then ask yourself, right, would I give up wanting to change this? And am I prepared just to be with it? To have the feeling rather than have the drink or whatever you do to move on from one wanting feelings. So really, you know, could you give up wanting to change those feelings? You know, would you give up wanting to change them? Because we become attached to our feelings, just like we become attached to our outcomes. We want things to go the way we like, and therefore we try to control both the feelings that we have and our outcomes. And that takes us out of the present moment and into our minds as our minds try to work out what to do. But to be in the present moment is to be both with our thoughts and our feelings without being carried away by others. So, you know, just take a bit of a look at what you're feeling right now. You know, do you like what you're feeling at the moment or not? What is that feeling suggesting to you? Does it want to get out of here? Is it from some worry? Are you you okay with what you're feeling? Now, whatever that feeling is, just try and choose it. Don't push it away, but just have it. Rest in it, whether you like it or not. Could you give up wanting to change? Would you give up wanting to change it? And in resting it, just see how you feel now. I think it's worth pointing out that feelings are huge drivers of our actions. They so often make us do things and we have little understanding as to where our feelings come from. Sometimes thoughts and feelings come from the situation that we're in. I wish you'd shut up. I wish you'd move on. Sometimes they come from thoughts about a situation we think we might be in. Our our reality might be saying, this is difficult. We might have an idea of what's going on. Sometimes they come from situations we've been in in the past and that we have thoughts about. I don't want this to happen again. Sometimes they come from situations in the past that we cannot remember directly, but somewhere in there, our mind knows and throws the feelings up. We're just sort of walking into a situation. We don't know why we feel uncomfortable about it, but there's something in our past. And, you know, sometimes feelings come from other people. Other people are feeling something, and we pick up those feelings, and we think that they're our own. 
But really, it's transference. It's, a, it's them transferring a feeling to you. So the thing is, we don't often really understand where feelings are coming from. We just respond and react to what's there for us. Much better just to have the feelings. And it says in the Tao, you know, it asks that question, do you have the patience to wait till your mud settles and the water's clear? Can you remain unmoving till right action arises by itself? The master doesn't seek fulfillment, not seeking nor expecting. She is present and can welcome all things. Thomas Keating, who died last week, developed, uh, as part of Centering Prayer, a welcoming practice. Now, that welcoming practice is the practice that actively lets go of thoughts and feelings, that allows you just to be with them. It embraces painful emotions experienced in the body rather than avoiding them and trying to suppress them. It doesn't embrace the suffering as such, but uses the presence of a higher power, uses the presence of the Holy Spirit to just have acceptance of those feelings. Keating says, let go by saying to yourself, I let go of my desire for security for affection, for control, and embrace this moment as it is. And he sees that as the way to true liberation. If you're interested in Centering Prayer and Tom Skeeting's work, um, Heather, my Heather is uh, involved with a monastery in, in, in that whole area in Cynthia Bourgeau. Um, so do have a chat to her about it. And just on, Cynthia, uh, on, on Thomas Keating, um, those of you that are interested, um, uh, his... Um, memorial is going to be in Denver this Friday. It's going to be at 11 o'clock. Um, and the CAC is streaming the event live, the Center for Action and Contemplation. And if you want to watch that um, memorial, 11 o'clock in Denver, um, we're going to send around in the weekly email just a link so you can link in and watch that. 11 o'clock this Friday uh, if you want to see that. Good. I'm just going to open it out to see if anyone's got anything they want. Whenever I do this, there's always a ghastly silence or no one knows. So that's totally okay. I'm okay to have the feelings that I have when there's nobody wanting to say anything. I should just be with it. I, I should not prejudge the outcome. Uh, but I think sometimes it's, it's important to have an opportunity just to say something back uh, or to ask a question because otherwise it's just me from the front and uh, there's no danger. So, anybody want to say anything about what I've said today, about feelings, about, uh, or anything at all? Yes, thank you. No, that's great. Uh, that's very kind. Do you, Lou, do you want to pass? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's t- it is terrifying. Right? Yeah. Oh Use gosh. the mic so that they can hear you on the live stream. And I'm on the internet, correct? So, yeah. <laughs> I found this very relevant for me. And uh, I really deeply understood. I thought, right now, parts of what you were saying. And uh, I just wanted to reflect on how when I started turning off my head and tuning into my feelings, uh, knowing that God wants us to feel good, that God really wants us to be happy, for some reason gave me a safe place to feel out the negative, scary feelings, knowing that it was okay 
for me to finish that and feel good again, that that's what God wanted for me and for everybody else. It made me feel safer with the harder feelings, knowing that I, was, I knew that they would end and I would feel happy again, and that was faith. That's what was wanted, you know, intended for me. Good. Thank you. That's lovely. Appreciate that. Yvonne, good to have you back with us. Fantastic. You're much better, I hope. Anybody else want to say anything at all? Yes, Didi, thank you. Well, it occurs to me that with feelings of grief, because of our culture, it's very hard to know uh, when it's a healthy recognition of a loss, when it might be moving into uh, so-called wallowing because other people are uncomfortable because yeah. we're a death-denying culture. And so it's it's harder to measure where you are on that spectrum, it I would is. say. Yeah, that's a difficult thing, isn't it? Knowing And really, self-reflection, self-awareness, it's, it, if you are able to question that and look at that, then I think that puts you somewhere on the path, whereas if it's just taking you along, it's more difficult. But thank you for sharing that, Didi. I know that's personal to you as well. Good. Anybody else? Yes, Andy, fantastic. Thank you. Um, Another Lao Tzu quote that I think is relevant. Uh, He said, there is no way to happiness. Happiness is the way. There is no way to happiness. Happiness is the way. That's lovely. Thank you, Andy. I'll quit while I'm ahead, I think. Let's just pray, just open ourselves up to, uh, to that divine spirit and uh, give ourselves an opportunity just to think of others a bit. I was at an event here on Friday where all the faith communities came together just to witness solidarity with our Jewish community here with the Pittsburgh um, shootings. And we do remember everyone who's connected with that. We do pray for love in the world, in the hearts of our leaders, in the hearts of all who have any influence. Pray for those caught up in hatred, in difficulty, in war zones. Particularly think of those who are homeless, those in prison. in hospitals. May we be appropriate in our lives to helping and being with them and for them. Pray for all those who are especially asked to pray for in our community, Martha Martin and Sophie Layton, Kathy Markle, and we just pray for the friends of uh, Father Joseph Boyle and Father Thomas Keating, all those touched by their death. Amen. <laughs>